Hi, this is David Flowers, Senior Pastor at Grantham Church, an intergenerational convergent third-way congregation with the Brethren in Christ U.S. and located in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for following the sermons that I and many others preach at Grantham. This is a free podcast and it'll always be that way, but if you'd like to give and help further the work we're doing for the kingdom, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to do that, you can do that by going to granthamchurch.org and clicking on the giving tab. Whether you're a member of our church or you're listening as a parishioner, it's our greatest desire that you would encounter Jesus and be changed by the good news wherever you are. Anyway, God bless you, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you, worship team. I am so happy to introduce to you this year's Peace Sunday speaker, Hyacinth Stevens. Uh, At the first of the year, Mennonite Central Committee East Coast announced that Hyacinth was stepping into the role of Executive Director of MCC East Coast after Bruce Campbell Jans, which Hyacinth uh, officially began back in March. And she tells me this is her first speaking opportunity at a church in her new role, so that's great. So glad Grantham could be that place. Hyacinth holds a master's degree in public administration and public affairs from Metropolitan College of New York and a bachelor's degree in education and theology from Nyack College. For 12 years, Hyacinth was a pastor of King of Glory Tabernacle in the Bronx. And in the past seven years, she's worked as MCC's New York City Program Coordinator. As executive director, Hyacinth will work with East Coast churches and supporters to strengthen MCC's international relief development and peace building mission. And she'll also provide oversight to MCC's East Coast programs, which are specially focused on immigration, direct services and training, restorative justice education, young adult work and peace building. Hyacinth is not only a passionate disciple and a leader within the Anabaptist world, she's also the mother of four children and wife to her husband, Ben, who is with her here this morning. Would you please give a warm Grantham Church welcome to Hyacinth Stevens. Good morning, Grantham community, and if I might even say Grantham family, as we are one in Christ. Amen? Um, And so I'm grateful to be here this morning um, on behalf of MCC, but on behalf of being connected to you as my extended faith family. I, I, I... really appreciate the beautiful quilts that are around us. And often I speak to people about quilts and the imagery of quilts. And even Pam and I, Pam Silverman and I had a conversation earlier this week at the MRC. And I said, what I love about the quilts is that it's this image of being connected, right? These patches that come together, that bring a comfort, that bring a covering. Um, And so, I'm happy to be surrounded by by this visual comfort and the comfort of being with an extended church community this morning. Um, I would just like to start, I'm gonna just start with my sermon (laughs) and to say that um, I'll, in that we'll share a little bit of how MCC is connected, but grateful to bring what I believe God has put on my heart this morning to share with you. Okay, going to the next slide. Sorry. All right, a little technical, is it? Sorry about that. 
So this morning, I just want to share with you about passing, passing on the peace. And what, what, does that, what does that mean for us this morning? What does that mean for us today? And I'd like to offer up this text of John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I do not give. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And on this Peace Sunday morning, what does that mean for us as we want to embody God's word? What does that mean for us as we think about how do we pass on the peace. The church that I grew up in, every Sunday morning we'd have a time where we'd say we're going to pass on the peace of Christ. And passing on the peace is passing on a blessing. And we'd get up and we'd go throughout the service and we'd bless each other. We'd give each other a word of encouragement. And then when COVID hit and people were not having as much uh, social contact, we weren't shaking hands or giving each other a hug or a kiss. And so then we started kind of doing the sign language of the passing on the peace. And so we do this to each other, uh, which I love this. And, we, and then we just go like this, right? And so we said, we're going to keep discovering how to be connected. What does passing on the peace mean? And that discovery took us into many different ways of holding this scripture in turbulence. Uh, reactivating. What did it mean when Jesus said that he was leaving us with this legacy, with this uh, parting gift of passing peace? Is the peace that Christ offers us transferable? Is it stagnant? Is it still? Does it have movement? What does it mean when Jesus says, my peace I'm leaving with you? Jesus is saying this word to his disciples, to his beloved community, to those who were following him, those who had embraced him, his intimate core space, Jesus was saying, I'm going to be leaving you. That's the first part. What? You're leaving us? Has the kingdom yet come? Wait, you're leaving us? Is the work that you started finished? Wait, you're leaving us? We're still in the middle. We're just getting used to the miracles and the signs and wonders. We're just getting used to your presence. We're still learning. We're still growing. Wait a minute, Jesus. We don't have it all. Wait a minute, you're, you're leaving? I don't even know if they caught the first part, Pastor, about the peace. I've, I would have been stuck on, where are you going? And are we going with you? Right? It's like, What's happening here? But Jesus, in this intimate moment with the disciples in the middle of a pause, he begins to prepare his beloved to receive a gift. He begins to prepare his beloved to be embraced, to be held by a different part of Christ. A transferable passing of Christ. Peace. This legacy gift. We often hear of people leaving a legacy gift to a place of passion. It may be property or something of value. But Jesus' legacy gift to the disciples. This legacy gift of transference. This seed, this deposit, this part of himself that he had the ability to impart. I just want to push that out into the space. Impart that would not be stagnant, that would not stand back, 
but would come close, would enter into the hearts and the minds of the disciples in that moment and the disciples that would come. He says, my peace I'm going to give to you. And it won't be as the world gives peace. It won't be as a peace that maybe you thought you knew. It won't be the things that you thought would make you peaceful. But I'm going to give you a peace that will go in and become transformational. That will redesign the places where anxiety wants to live. The places where fear wants to live. The places where we want to pull back when we need to lean in. The places when we say, I'd rather hide under all these comforters than come out and play in the world. Jesus says, I'm going to give you something that you can take with you. And you don't have to be troubled. You don't have to be afraid. I find it interesting that the text doesn't start with, hey guys, don't be afraid because I'm leaving. But it starts with peace. And then it goes back into, I'm leaving you, but I'm leaving you with my peace. And you do not have to be afraid. When I thought about this text, I, I, I began to say, well, if I was there with Jesus in that moment, wanting to be a faithful disciple, I would need something practical to recall what Jesus's peace might look like. What is Jesus's peace? When have I felt your peace that I can hold on to? And I began to think about Matthew chapter 4, verses 35 and 41, and it's when Jesus calms the storm. When the disciples and Jesus were out on this boat, and all of a sudden they had to leave behind the crowd. And I thought about this as a backdrop of receiving peace that you're leaving, Jesus. Jesus began to model for me. I, I took this text and I put them together in my mind. And I said, wait a minute. When did Jesus model this text? Because what Jesus does is transferable. When Jesus invites us into something, he shows us how. He leaves us a trail. He leaves trail markers. I don't know how many of you are campers, but I have a a camp that we connect to in our church. It's Camp Deer Park. And I would go on the trails and I'm always looking for the markers. I have not memorized, well, maybe one of the trails I might have memorized, but there's still always like a fork in the road and I don't want to go in the stream, but the path is over there. So I'm looking for the markers. Jesus on our path has left us markers to follow and enter in to whatever he offers us. So if he's offering us peace, there are markers, there are signs, there, are, there is a way forward into it. So here we are. Jesus saying the statement to the disciples. And if I were there, I would imagine the time of the storm, which I was just referencing. I would imagine when Jesus said, let's get away from the crowd. Let's get ready for a place of solitude. Let's get ready to be away and reflect. And then all of a sudden, we're trying to get away from the crowd and then stuff comes at us. The storm, the raging wind, the atmosphere begins to shift. 
We thought we were getting away from the crowd, but now we are in a boat. Yes, Jesus is with us, but there is a storm and the boat is rocking. And are we going to fall out of the boat? What's going to happen to us? Yes, Jesus is with us in the boat, but he's not yet doing anything about the raging wind. He's not doing anything that water is starting to get in the boat. Jesus, yes, is in the boat with us, but the storm is still raging. And it says that the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped in the gospel of Mark chapter four. Jesus is on a cushion. Maybe it looked like one of these little uh, quilts, comforters here. The waves are raging. The storm is happening. I thought we were trying to get away from the sounds of the environment into this peaceful space, but now there's this storm and Jesus is there on a cushion. Jesus, don't you feel that wind? Jesus, aren't you feeling a little wet? What's going on? How are you so calm? The disciples now are saying, could you, somebody wake Jesus up. I'm not sure what kind of sleep he's in. He is in some deep REM sleep. Jesus, come on, get up. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? How many of us have been in a moment of life and people have said, Jesus is in it with you. But you're like, well, I feel almost like I'm drowning. This boat is really rocky. This doesn't feel that peaceful. Jesus. Do you care? And it says in verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down, and it was completely calm. His disciples, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still not have faith? Huh. In the Gospel of Mark, the word says, peace, Jesus got up and said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. In that moment of the storm, Jesus was preparing the disciples to receive this word. He was preparing them to understand what the transference of his peace could do. His peace could dwell in a storm. There could be comfort in that storm. He was preparing them with an experience that transcended their environment. Peace in the soul, peace that we carry with Jesus in our heart, transcends what the environment is doing around us. And it imparts into us an ability and a capacity to have faith the storm may not go away right away, but Jesus gives us this capacity to tell ourselves, be still. Jesus gives us this capacity to say, those thoughts that are saying, I need to fear, there's all this trouble around me, be quiet. Mm. Have faith. Jesus said, do you still have no faith? So that means to me that faith and peace are connected. Sometimes, have you ever found the moment when you might have been in a faith crisis or wavering in the possibilities of what God can do is also maybe one of the times when you felt the least amount of peace? And so Jesus says, 
I know what I need to leave you with because I've seen you how you handle the storm. I know what I need to leave my beloved community with. I know what I need to leave my disciples in this moment with and the disciples who will come to follow with me because I know that in this world you will have many trials. You will have many troubles. But do not fear for I have overcome the world. I know what I need to leave my church. I need to leave my church peace. And not just peace for yourself, not just peace for myself, peace that is passed on, peace that is transferable. How do we participate in the reception? How do we accept the gift of peace? This morning, can we accept Jesus's legacy gift to us? If any of you have ever been on a board or participated in fundraising, you hear someone say, oh, we're going to give a legacy gift. The people in donor relations get excited about legacy gifts. <laughs> Can you get excited this morning about our legacy gift of peace that Christ has given us? And one thing about legacy gifts that I'm learning, Pastor, is that they have like a residual part to them, right? They can continue to grow and they get invested and they have benefits that come pay off. Peace this morning. Accept the legacy gift from Jesus. As we receive that peace, that transferable peace, we have to choose to be peace practitioners. To be a practitioner of peace means that we are willing to practice in our own daily life solitude, getting away from the crowd, times of prayer, times of reflection, to allow kind of like this image, the still waters to come into our space. Having the times for soul care, John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches, staying connected. That's actually our MCC prayer card for this year, John 15. Peace within ourselves, choosing to rejoice Choosing, as it says in the book of Philippians 4 through 7, to rejoice in the Lord always. Let our gentleness be evident to all, knowing that the Lord is near. Choosing to not be anxious, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present our requests to the Lord. That is part of our care, our soul care, so that we can practice peace we do have to start with our relationship with God first. And in that space, knowing that the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, is available to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Practicing this peace daily is peace with others. As it says in Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. That requires tools to know how to live at peace with everyone. So how do we keep embodying this gift, this transferable gift? Choose to be in right relationship with God. Choose to journey with God. Choose to be in relationship, a disciple of Christ. Christ as our model, 
our mentor, and the one who gave us opportunities, gives us opportunities daily to practice. If you ever coached a team or been a part of a team, you may have heard words like practice, practice, practice. Or if you're doing math, some, some great mathematicians might be in this space, but math maybe is not your favorite subject. You may have heard, well, practice, practice, practice. Or there may be other disciplines or things you're trying to get better at, and you hear practice, practice, practice. For peace to be transferable, for its seeds to spread out, for there to be blooms and blossoms and deep-rooted peace, not just in our church, but in our world, it is going to require some role models. It's going to require some mentors. It's going to require some time. It's going to require some practice. I invite us to commit to these things because Christ has given us peace. Christ has given us a legacy of peace to continue to be carried on. I encourage us to be peace multipliers. We often hear about church growth and multiplying spaces, but I invite us to be peace multipliers. How can we multiply peace in our environment? I'm gonna go here. There's a song um, by David Haas, and it talks about peace. Being a peace multiplier, I think of some of the lyrics from this song. Peace before us, peace behind us, peace under our feet, peace over us, peace all around us. Love before us, love behind us, love under our feet, light before us, light behind us, light under our feet. This song is talking about an atmosphere being changed by these virtues, an atmosphere being changed by this gift that Christ has given us. Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ under our feet, Christ within us, Christ over us, Christ all around us. As we hold true and believe this is true, that it is possible to have peace blooming around us, peace before us and behind us and under our feet, I believe we'll become more curious about how to be a peace multiplier. I believe we'll become more curious and even contagious, less cautious about are we being an instrument of peace in our space? Are we bearing witness? But instead, as we are in relationship with Christ, his disciple, we will begin to see how to show up as peace, as a peace witness, as a peace multiplier as a model for peace, as a mentor for peace, as a practitioner of peace. Well, you have been passing on the peace and I wanna encourage you to keep doing that. Here in this image is a young man who received a MCC comforter as part of relief and development. And this is an opportunity when he received this blanket from those he did not know, this comforter, that was a moment of receiving peace. When you are in need of something, not want, but when you are in need of something, and someone you don't even know from miles away, countries distant in between you, sends an offering, it is an opportunity for passing on 
the peace. Passing on the peace, this is a recent photo from Ukraine doing relief and MCC working with their partners. This photo was taken on March 15th and it was a collaboration between a charitable foundation who works with MCC to, relief, to dispatch relief buckets, hygiene kits, and blankets. This is a collaboration between a Baptist church, which is one of our partners in Ukraine. This is a moment of passing on the peace, an uncertain moment, not sure where the next meal is going to come from, not sure who will be able to support basic human needs and care. When we pause to think who our neighbor is and our neighbor not being right, the person sitting next to us on the pew, we have an opportunity to pass on the peace. When we choose to learn about what's going on in other countries and resource ourselves with education and tools, as well as giving, that are op those are opportunities for us to pass on the peace. When we bring our children and our youth along with us, when we have peace talks at our table at home, these are ways that we pass upon the peace. Passing on the peace for some of us may need to start with forgiveness, letting go of anger, not being easily angered, not keeping records of wrong. Those may be ways that we need to start personally even passing on the peace. This <clears throat> image is um, an image from East Africa, Malawi region where MCC is working also to do relief and passing on the peace in this, a village where material relief is much needed. Hygiene kits and again comforters. These are some of the um, resources that bring peace in a community where maybe there is uncertainty and it passes on care. I want to tell you a story right before I close here. Um, of a recent story of a passing on the peace with a material resource. Uh, in the Bronx, one of the ch so several of the churches that I worked with before transitioning into this role did a collection for hygiene kits. And so they received some hygiene kit supplies from the Material Resource Center in Ephrata, but then they also decided to collect some more resources to go into shelters in their local community. And in the shelters, they realized things that were needed were socks and shampoo, laundry detergent. And so they began to collect these additional items and decided that they were going to go to this one particular women's shelter called Susan's Place. And when they decided to go to the shelter, there are women from 18 to 80. Uh, some who are in the shelter, they are in walkers, they have various uh, disabilities, but different racial ethnic groups. And in the shelter, oftentimes the worker would say, it's very tense here, there is an absence of peace. And if you're gonna come and distribute materials, we need to really think about how we wanna do this because we don't want any problems, we don't want people fighting over the materials. So there was a lot of protocol that needed to be put in place to plan to distribute these hygiene kits in this women's shelter. But lo and behold, when the Hygiene kits arrived. If you've seen an MCC hygiene kit, hygiene kit uh, they are in these beautiful bags that maybe look like some of the patches on these comforters. And they look like they are, and they are 
hand stitch where the strings are put in by an individual to tie those hygiene kits together. And as the hygiene kits came out to be prepared to be distributed, several of the women began to just pause and have a still calmness came over about 80 women who are about to receive these hygiene kits. Very different from when other resources are given out. And this one woman in a wheelchair, she paused and she said, is this handmade? Did someone make these for us? They don't even know us. They don't even know our story. Why would they do this? And in that moment, Peace through a hygiene kit was passed on. And the women began to marvel at the colors and how the bags seemed so personalized and how they could say, you know what, blue is my favorite color. I think I would like to have that one. In that moment, peace came. And at the end of this distribution time, one other moment that happens, they said, where are you from? Who are you connected to? And the women who were there to distribute the resource talked very little about MCC, but mostly said, we are from the church. We, we want to just show you that we care. And several of the women said, you know what? The church doesn't really come here. The church doesn't come here. That passing on the peace through that material resource opened up the door for the the, those who work there to say, would you like to come here and pray with the woman? Would you like to come here and do a service for them? It was more than just distributing a resource. It was passing on the peace. And what I told the women who have volunteered when they shared this story back with me, I said, you know something special about those kits? Besides them being handmade and the individual detail to each kit, you know what else? They're prayed over before they're sent out. The transferable peace of Christ travels as we bless and we do what we do in the name of Christ. And that is not just at MCC. That is here at Grantham. That is the things that you are doing, the networks that you are connecting with in your community, connecting with MCC. We thank you for all that you're doing that is interwoven into passing on the peace, not just here, but across the world, neighborhoods, domestic and international. So we thank you. Let us continue to work together to pass on the peace, not being afraid, but rejoicing that God's kingdom would come and that we would be able to see God's kingdom as we work together with the transferable peace of Christ to pass it on to one to another. God bless you and thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for having me here this morning. And our closing prayer will be a prayer from um, a prayer for Ukraine. So I'll ask that from the booth. You would play that. Loving God, creator of all peoples and source of all love, we are saddened. We are saddened by the unleashing of horror and destruction in Ukraine. We are angry. We are angry that lives are shattered, homes are leveled, and innocence is trampled. 
we are dismayed. We are dismayed that again the guns of war have drowned out the talks for peace. And we pray. We pray that hard hearts of conquest will be softened. We pray that the very best practices of peace will prevail among leaders. We pray gratefully that your spirit of healing and hope is present for victims suffering, for helpers responding, for soldiers sent to war, for leaders deciding. And we are committed. We are committed as your people, as disciples of your gospel of reconciliation. To wage peace as we are able in Ukraine and in all your good and lovely creation. All this we pray in the name and healing spirit of Jesus. Amen.